The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What's happening this week on your favorite soap opera? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'll be your guide for the next hour as we journey into the amazing world of soaps. Forget about Lost with some of the twists and turns that we'll be talking about today. You may want to fasten your seatbelts and keep your hands and legs inside the car at all times. Now, this week, Soap Central Live hits the big 2-0. That's right. This is episode number 20. And I do want to, again, just take a minute to express my sincere, sincere thanks to everyone who's been tuning into the show since it debuted back in January. It sometimes feels like a monumental task to make sure that both this show and SoapCentral.com are the best that they can be. And sometimes I have to wonder if having an evil twin to do my bidding would make it any easier. And actually, now that I think about it, that gives me a really good segue into introducing at least one of my guests. This week, we are privileged to have two talented and award-winning actresses from ABC's One Life to Live. For the better part of a decade, they've played Natalie and Jessica Buchanan, who are sisters, though they haven't always known it. And judging by the things that took place on screen this week... Well, it's entirely possible that at least one of the sisters might wish they'd never met the other. Please welcome to the show, Melissa Archer and an Outstanding Supporting Actress nominee at this year's Daytime Emmys, Brie Williamson. Hi. 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 (laughs) Thank you both for dropping by today. How's everybody doing? Good. I was just wondering if we're twins and you were talking about evil twins, which one would be the evil one, do you think? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're not supposed to put me on the spot this early in the show. It's supposed to be the other way around. I like to switch things up a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, we'll uh, uh, Melissa's been there longer, so she'll be the evil twin today. Okay. Hey! Oh, <laughs> I don't have the split personality. <laughs> That's a good point. And, and for those who are listening, we're going to talk about that in, in a little bit. It's, it's definitely some interesting conversation, but first... Congratulations, Bree, on your Emmy nomination. This is your second in a row. It is. Thank you very much. Now, I have to admit, watching the nominations, at first it seemed a little odd that there was an ABC soap star sitting on the, the set of a, another network's morning program announcing Emmy nominations, but I guess it sort of all made sense in the end. Yeah, I thought, I thought that when, because um, I was asked to, to do the, um, to make the announcement like at 4 o'clock the day before, so I thought that I was just, you know, the right place and the right time when Lori had asked me to go if I wanted to do these announcements. And then I realized that they had set it all up to to surprise me on air, which was really, really fun. Apparently there was like four people around me that knew I was nominated while I was getting ready before. (laughs) And they they all were able to keep it a surprise. So it was really, it was kind of, it was a fun moment. Can you take uh, just a minute or two to 
explain a little bit about the episode that you submitted for Emmy consideration? Sure. Um, my episode is uh, it's myself and Erica Slazak, and um, I uh, my character has suffered from um, dissociative identity so identity disorder. Pardon me, which is multiple personalities, <laughs> and um, in the scene I am playing my alter Bess, and Erica Slazak, who plays my mother, Victoria Buchanan comes in and, and she is pretending to be one of her alters, which is Jean Randolph, to, in order to entice Jessica to come out. So um, it's a scene that it's between, first it's between Jean Randolph and Bess, and then, and then it's between Vicky and Bess, and then it's with Vicky and Jessica. So there's a lot happening. There's like, how many characters is that? But there's only know, two like, actresses in the scene. There's, but there's two actresses, but there's like... <laughs> that we're playing two different characters each, so it's intense. Now, Melissa, uh, there's other, some news for you as well. I don't know if you've been told this, but after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of votes have been cast, uh, you've actually been nominated as Outstanding Lead Actress in SoapCentral.com's annual Dankies Awards. And it is something oh, cool. That, it's something that the fans all vote on, so I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, maybe give a message to the fans uh, about what this means. Wow, thank you very, very much. It means a lot coming from fans, and I, I, I really appreciate that. That's such a cool surprise. Thank you. See, it's live. I, I'm not the only... I, I learned a little bit from that Emmy nomination of how to <laughs> how to give people a surprise live. Well, I'm impressed. <laughs> Yay, Melissa, that's... Yay! Congratulations. Thank now, since, you. Since this is the first time for both of you on the show, I, I always like to start off with something. It's called the Soap Connection. It sort of traces how everyone makes it to daytime. Uh, I think everybody has some sort of soap connection in one way or the other. So, were either of you soap fans before you started on One Life to Live? Actually, I was. Um, I, I've been watching soaps since I was a little kid because uh, my mom and my stepmom both watched soap, so I was, I was pretty addicted. And myself as well. Um, I, um, my mother watched All My Children, and I believe that my sister... Tara was named after one of the characters, Tara, on All My Children. So there you go. Oh, how funny. That's awesome. There's a little connection. (laughs) Everyone everyone has it. Now, uh, something that I was looking at online and was doing a little bit of research to find some interesting stuff to ask, both of you previously auditioned for roles on One Life to Live other than the ones that we know you for now. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. I auditioned for the character of Jen. Oh, I did too. Oh, we are twins. Wow. Okay. Now I'm curious. When you ended up on the show, obviously uh, Jen Rappaport was already a character on the show. Did you ever check out that side of the script to see, ooh, this is what I would have been doing instead of what I'm doing now? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I as soon as it was cast, because I watched and stuff, so I, I had seen um, the character. You know, I, I had seen when Jessica Marsh was cast and, um, you know, seen what they did with the, the character, which was, it was kind of cool, like, you know. And then also, um, my actually, my character changed from my screen test to uh, when I got the role. So that was also very different as well. So so you didn't end up, you thought you were going to be playing someone else. Well, it wasn't so much that it was someone else. It was, um, it was 
the, or I should say, I'm sorry, not from the screen test of the role, but it was from the audition to the screen test. Okay. Um, what I auditioned for, I mean, I guess it was may have been a completely different character, but uh, it, it was just a di- different personality altogether. And then um, the, I think it was the day before the screen test, I was given a, a, a different script, mm-hmm. and um, and it was just a totally different character, which was really cool. I liked I liked what they they did, obviously. <laughs> pressure at all, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> now, Brie, soap fans, let's just say they don't always like change. And I remember back in 2003 when they were announcing that the role of Jessica would be recast, a lot of fans were sort of uneasy about the role being cast because someone had been in the role of Jessica for, I think, 13 years. I'm just curious, when you joined the show, did you sort of have any understanding of how important Jessica was to the show's canvas? Um, I, I mean, I, I knew the character was important. I mean, she was Vicky's daughter, but I guess, you know, I watched soaps, and I guess I was a fan, but I, I never, I, I, I guess I didn't realize that there would be any sort of backlash to me taking over. And to be honest, I didn't really feel any, you know, the fa- every fan that I met was so nice to me when I first started, and it was just, and it was really, really great. So I never had any negative experiences. Like maybe people said things that I didn't read or wasn't aware of. <laughs> no, and I think now uh, most fans can't imagine anyone else playing the part. Oh, that's that's really nice. But I, but every fan that I met when I first started, and even now, has, has been nothing but positive about um, about that, which was really kind of great. So I was sheltered yeah. a bit from if there was any sort of, you know not wanting me to take the role. So there you go. And, of course, change isn't mm-hmm. always a, a bad thing. Uh, no, but I understand that it's tough to get used to. You know, you watch your show every day, and there's a certain mm-hmm. face that you're, like, you're, you're accustomed to seeing, and it's familiar, so therefore it's good. So when they replace it, you know, and, and it wasn't that long when Aaron left from when I started, um, it, it can sometimes be a little jarring and unfamiliar and therefore not something that you like as much. And I, and I understand that completely. Oh, ab- absolutely. Uh, but on the, on the topic of change, uh, there was another big change for both of you when earlier this year One Life to Live moved all the way down the street and into a new studio. I've had a chance to see your old studio and the new one, and I'm just wondering, uh, what do both of you think of how the new digs compare? Wait, before I oh, ask I love the question, it. I'm just oh, going to say that Erica was the third Vicky. Did you know that? I don't think I knew she was the third. She was the third Vicky to ever play in the role um, the third actress ever played the role, Victoria. Uh, everyone trivia for you. Wow, everyone's running over to SoapCentral.com now to Google <laughs> our Victoria profile. <laughs> I'm going to go there, too. Oh, Jillian Spencer. I remember Jillian Spencer. I don't remember her in the role. Wow. It's amazing. Anyway, see? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to. I'll, <laughs> no. I'll, get back, I'll get back to the studio question. Sorry, Dan. That's okay. Um, the studio question. So the, the old studio that we were in... Um, was it was great, you know, it's where we first called home and, and it was all ours but it was you know, in a basement and it was smaller and mm-hmm. you know, and but this this new studio, I mean it does it in the in the, you know, kind of where we are in daytime right now, it meant a lot I think to all of the actors and all of the, you know, the crew that the show moved us somewhere and really invested a lot in our show and um 
so it, it made us all feel like kind of breathe a sigh of relief that mm-hmm. we are going to be around for a while Absolutely. longer. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so I kind of... Not only that, but it's, it's a fabulous place. I mean, I, I absolutely definitely. love it there, you know. And that, it, was, it was an upgrade. And that as well. Yeah, it's a def- it definitely is an upgrade. And we're next to the view. So, you know, if yeah. you're lucky, you might get like, a, you know, you might share an elevator ride with like Robert Pattinson or, you know, <laughs> one, one of the guests that comes on the view, which is kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, we are coming up here to our first commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some more change and some of the interesting changes that your characters have gone through since they've debuted. So we'll talk a little bit about that more when Subcentral Live comes back after these words. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Money. We love it, we hate it, and everything in between. You can be the master of your life and your own economics. Join Professor Laurie Lamantia each week for the program Making Peace with Money. Laurie will help you realize the power to create fulfillment in your life and shed new light on your money madness. You'll learn how to make peace with money and feel the joy and freedom renewed in your life. Making Peace with Money is broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. 
everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I am here this week with Melissa Archer and Bree Williamson of ABC's One Life to Live. And in the last segment, we were talking about some of the changes that went on, and now we're going to talk a little bit about character changes. So let me welcome Melissa and Bree back to the show. Hey, Lots of change. Uh, do you think that's uh, an important factor in soaps, the, the, the very nature of change? I, I do. I mean, it's because, you know, when you have, when you have a show that, that goes for so long, you have to have change in order to keep it interesting. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's an everyday show versus once a week. Right. So um, you've got to keep, you've got to keep everyone involved and, and everything has to change, I think, constantly. But I also think it's, I mean, obviously, it's a delicate balance between, you know, also, I understand the fans don't want tons of change all the time, so some things have to stay familiar because you have to be able to turn it on and to recognize which show you're watching. So Right. Actually, I was, I was going to follow up with that, so absolutely. Sorry, exactly. I stole it from you. Sorry. No, no, take it, take it. <laughs> well, there's there's got to be something See, we fun totally to totally hate each other in real life. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> eh, not even close. I know. I wow. Now, one of the things that I think is fun about watching the soaps is just when you think you have everything figured out, the writers get an idea, and poof, everything is turned upside down, and, and you really don't know as much as what you thought. So let me start with Melissa. There's been some changes to your character, and for folks out there who may not be familiar with One Life to Live, we're going to try to explain some of this. Uh, you started off mm-hmm. believing that you were Roxy's daughter, and that's no longer yeah. the case. Yes. Well, I sort of started off believing I was Roxy's daughter because um, my character, I think, actually believed that she was Vicky's daughter, but had um, no proof because it was, you know, prior prior to the character actually airing, um, the backstory was that you know she had figured this out, but nobody else knew that until. Until that storyline came out, but <laughs> um, but yeah, so she grew up thinking she was Roxy's daughter. At some point, right before she came to Landview, found out um, that that may not have been true. So she came to Landview basically to kind of set everything up in order to collect her part of uh, the Buchanan money. And you have a brother, Rex, but now yes, may or may not be a biological brother. Do you think that? that would in any way change the relationship? Change it as far as, uh, are you saying... In, I guess in the dynamic of it in terms of... Uh, in terms of, we, we really don't know much. There's sort of a lot of mystery around uh, Rex. I'm just wondering if you think that perhaps uh, any of the dynamic between your characters would change uh, based upon maybe where the story is going. Well, I, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because um, throughout the years, they both experienced a lot of back and forth on, you know, who, who their parents actually are. And, <laughs> and I think they, they came to terms a long time ago that they uh, weren't blood-related. And if they found out they were, I mean, I'm sure it would bond them further, but they're so close now, and I think, you know, it has a lot to do with the way they grew up together, um, or at least for part of the years when, before Rex was... Uh, went to his aunts, but you know, I think that having that bond that's always been there, they have a they have a very strong brother sister relationship, no matter what. And of course, Natalie also has a sister. 
Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay, sisters. Well, let's, what we're talking about, let's flip over and talk a little bit about Jessica. Now, this all happened before you took over the role, Brie, but it was revealed that Jessica's father wasn't really Clint, uh, and her biological dad was Mitch the Messenger, uh, Lawrence. I'm wondering... Uh, that sounds like a wrestler name. I know. It kind of does, but how's that worked out for you? How has it worked out for me? Um, Well, I think that Aaron's exit had had a lot to do with the fact that, you know, because I remember watching the scenes of her and Vicky at the airport, and it had a lot to do with her being upset with Vicky, that Mitch was really her father, and that's why she left. So when it came back, when when I came back, when the character, sorry, when Jessica came back and I was playing her, that makes it a little bit more clear, um, it, was, it was really, I think it was interesting because the character who was kind of lived this sort of privileged life mm-hmm. and, um, you know, had a lot of things happen to her but, you know, was very privileged, had, had a huge kind of um, thing to, to overcome. So um, it, it, I think it's really, I thought it was a really great choice, although it's, you know, it's very quote unquote soapy to have twins and have different fathers. It's, it's, but it's, it makes it interesting and fun, and you know, it's part of the magic of soaps that you can do stuff like that, and you can like kind of play with things that are biologically possible, but not maybe possible in the real world, which I think is fun. It's always fun when they do that. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that having Mitch as her father is. I mean, for me as an actor, it always means that I have story to play. You know, whenever mm-hmm. they bring Roscoe back, I'm like, yee-hee! <laughs> something good is going to happen. Well, bad for Jessica, but good for me because it's an interesting story, you know? Yeah. Something that just popped into my head while we were, were talking about that is that I think soaps often show that a family isn't just made up of the people who we're biologically related to. And I'm wondering, do you think that's an important message that the soaps have for, uh, for the viewers? Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm always a big fan on our show of, like, of when they have strong female relationships, too. You know, like, um, Melissa and I, I think they always tend to tend to write us, they like to write us more as friends and as enemies, although that could be changing very quickly. Um, <laughs> and Jessica, you know, was really good friends with Marty, and coming up, you'll see that she's, that she has a friendship coming up with Kelly as well. I mean, they've always been friends, but now that Gina's back to play the role of Kelly, she she hangs out with Kelly a lot. So I think it's really, I think it's really great. I also love the relationship between um, Matt, uh, Matthew and Star too. All of their brother mm-hmm. and sister in real life. I think they they do a good job to have like little moments. You saw as you saw during the musical, they had little moments between them where they're kind of looking out for one another, which I kind of think is cute. It's actually a really good segue, and you had no way of knowing this, but that my next question is, this week started off with the conclusion of Starcrossed Lovers, the big musical production, and uh, I'm wondering if you can share with us your thoughts on uh, what you thought of the musical. Well, I thought it was fantastic. I it, was. it was. so great. You know, I, and you know, I'm going to say it, for all the money that Primetime has, and they have like a whole week to put together one show... I think we give Glee a pretty good run for their money, you know, with all the money they have. And, like, you know, I, I, the costume people with, like, I don't know if you noticed or, like, how much, it, uh, how prevalent it was or how obvious it was in, in real life and it must have been on the show, but the costumes, each female looked 
different in their um, dress. Definitely. Like, everybody had their own personality in their mm-hmm. dresses, even, like, the extras and the dancers they had. So it was just so amazing, and the, and the lighting did such a good job. Like, when it was real time, they had certain lighting, and when a song came on, the lighting totally changed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Thing. I mean, some of them were set up, I mean, they, they look like music videos. Absolutely. It was it was really cool. Absolutely. I, I just felt like, you know, it, it, it always verges on this weird line of maybe being hokey, but I think that because there was such commitment to it from all parts, from the actors, the costume designers, you know, obviously the directors and producers, it, it, it just came across as really... I think fantastic, you know. So that's I'm really I was super super proud of our show. I called friends that don't even watch the show, and I was like, Oh my god, you have to watch the show this week! It's awesome. <laughs> there actually seemed to be a lot of people who were not regular One Life to Live viewers who did tune in. Uh, I, I posted a message on Facebook asking when the last time soap fans tuned into a show that wasn't their own to see what was going on, and a lot of people posted the One Life to Live musical, and it looked like a lot of work. Oh my goodness! It, was. it certainly was. That our lips are sealed numbered. It was. Oh, it took forever. But I remember saying to everybody because I was there with all the girls. I was there with all the girls, and I was like, "I'm having so much fun." It was just. It was. It was. It was so much fun. Now we are moving into our next break, but before we go, it's a question I was wondering while I was watching the show: Did anyone uh, in the higher ups approach any of you? or anyone involved, and say, hey, can you sing? Because I know if I'd been there and they'd asked me, I sort of sound like the Loch Ness Monster when I sing, so it probably wouldn't have been very good for the ratings. But <laughs> did anybody ever approach anyone and say, hey, we're going to have a singing uh, in the show? Well, Do you want to be a part? Well, that's not really how it works here. They kind of <laughs> said, we're doing a musical and you're singing. Uh-oh. So um, I freaked out. I'm not going to lie. I, I had I was, I was, like, really, really scared. But they did a good job protecting us. I kind of I drew the line a little bit of dancing because uh, I was four months pregnant in a press <laughs> when we shot this with, like, four-inch heels on. And I was like, there's no, I can't. And, like, you saw how good those kids were at dancing. It was amazing. And I'm like, you don't want to see me dance. You hired these really, really great dancers. You don't want to see me dance. Um, <laughs> So it was great. I mean, they 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 do they did a good job of of keeping us in our comfort zone. But yeah, it was it was I was definitely out of my comfort zone for a lot of it. So. Well, when we come back from this next break, we're going to talk about the big reveal that happened at the end of today's show and some of the other drama that is coming up. You're definitely not going to want to miss this. So stay tuned for more of Soap Central Live after the break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. 
Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'm joined this week by Melissa Archer and Bree Williamson of One Life to Live. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we're going to take a deep breath. Because this is some really heavy material that's coming up, and we need, a, li- we need a little bit of uh, explanation for folks who maybe are lapsed viewers or uh, don't watch One Life to Live. So here we go. Let's see. Where should we go? Let's, let's first, let's talk about, I think, anybody who's a soap fan knows of Vicky, Nikki, Jean, and the rest of the alters played by Erica Slazak. But Bree, as you talked about earlier, uh, we don't call them split personalities anymore. I guess we have a sexier name, the dissociative identity disorder. So can you tell us? Uh, I can't I believe I I didn't know it was necessarily sexier. I just, you know, wanted to be a little bit more. Harder to say. Maybe. If you will, or, maybe you know, accurate. But there you go. That's just funny. I'll, I'll, awesome. Okay. <laughs> so let's start. First, what was your initial reaction when you were told that we'd be meeting uh, Tess and Bess in addition to Jess? Um, I, I was thrilled. I was so happy and a little nervous, you know. There, there was a lot of pressure attached to this storyline because Erica had won, you know, a bajillion, well, not a bajillion, but a lot of <laughs> Emmys from it, and she did such an amazing job, and she kind of, you know, was groundbreaking in her performance with it. So, um, so yeah, there was a little bit of pressure. I wanted to be as good, but I didn't want to copy, and I wanted to make it my own, so she was really, really wonderful with me, and uh, well, the entire team was like directors and everybody were really, really wonderful with me, and and gave me my time to kind of get my footing with it. So it was, I was really excited. Now, Melissa, when will we be introduced to Natalie's alters, Pat and Cat? 
<laughs> Pat and Cat. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen that story yet. <laughs> that but how something. adorable was she when they did the back in time thing? When when they went when they went back to the um what was it when they went back to the sixties I think and she was playing um oh, Melissa who were you playing Maria and you had Maria yeah beautiful wig on and you were like <laughs> you were adorable Michael and I my husband and I like fully watched your scenes and we thought you were just adorable thanks that, that's that's who <laughs> it was also fun. should be Maria or something you know <laughs> big in some sort of um Spanish or Mexican accent. Awesome. Now, we're going to try to get through this one here. Jessica believed for a period of time that she was a senior in high school. Yes, I did. Yes. Now, I have to say, just as a a reveal, earlier this week when uh, Jessica sort of, well, we'll explain more story, but she saw the man that she thought she was in love with proposing to someone else, and it was very, very realistic of how an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old would react running and crying, having completely oblivious to the fact of whose shoulder she was crying on. But how on earth did this happen? How did Jessica end up uh, sort of trapped in time? Well, actors to the set, sorry about that. (laughs) Well, um, she, uh, she was kidnapped by her father, Mitch Lawrence, Mitch the Messenger Lawrence, and, um... He, uh, he, uh, wow, honestly, I'm struggling because we taped this, it feels like, a year ago. Yeah. So funny. Felt like Roscoe was here a year ago. So, um, uh, so he kidnapped her, brought her to this place, gave her electroshock therapy, um, to try to erase her memory, and when circumstances worked out, because he wanted to have an heir, um, that, that showed that the baby that he thought was his grandchild wasn't his grandchild, he decided grossness of all grossness, to um, try to make an heir with his daughter. Yeesh. Ugh. Yeah, we may need to give him a new nickname. The messenger doesn't quite... Oh, yeah. Ugh. 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 yeah. Horrible. Well, so, um, and then, then Jessica was shot. Like, that's a lot of stuff to happen over, you know, a week, huh? Holy... <laughs> okay. That was just Friday's episode. therapy, trying to get raped by your father, <laughs> and then shot. That's a lot. I'm like, spread it out, guys. No. Natalie so, um, hasn't had an easy go either, though. Uh, she lost, I, I don't know if this is the love of her life, but she lost the man that she loved. Oh, yeah. Nah. Yeah. It was now, very sad. And that set in, in sort of in motion a whole lot of other events that will bring to a collision. So let's, let's turn our focus to Natalie. She's ended up back in orbit with John McBain, who she had a relationship with before. So how did they sort of come back together? Well, um, <clears throat> prior to Jared's death, there was um, a, whole, a whole lot of stuff going on that John had gotten involved in um, in the case, trying to find out um, who was behind it. Of course, you know, we find out later it was Mitch. Um, so during the course of that time, he had been around, so that was kind of, them being near each other again, uh, but that wasn't, uh, you know, the, the 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 getting to getting back together or any of that wasn't, you know, on Natalie's mind by any means <laughs> at that time. Um, but I'm just saying, as far as reintroducing the characters around each other, mm-hmm. and um, and then after Jared's death, um, you know, John was there for Natalie uh, quite a bit, and um, 
you know, they they uh, were still kind of in this thing to try to find Jessica, and um, and so they got very involved in, in all of that after, uh, you know, Jared, well, after everything that had kind of happened with um, Jared's death and then Mitch kidnapping Jessica, so they, um, along with Brody, had gone out to try to, to, to find Jessica, but that also included breaking John out of jail and <laughs> all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and then that led to, like you said, the collision. And, um, you know, during that time period, I think some of, some of it, I think, was from, from her grief um, and wanting to really connect with someone close. And she mm-hmm. has always had this strong connection with John so that it... Uh, there was more to it, and then, of course, over time, it just builds and builds. And to sort of, I guess, express how she felt, Natalie wrote a letter. Yes. And in true she soap did. fashion, the letter didn't quite make it to where it was supposed, where it was supposed to, to go. go. <laughs> no, it did not. And uh, it was, you know, it's funny because the letter itself was, you know, I think very difficult for her to write because um, I don't think that she's all that comfortable, which, you know, probably none of us are that comfortable with expressing her feelings in that way with such a huge risk involved. Um, and then to not have anything come out of it but but nothing, um, I think kind of just led her to that place of, well, I don't, I, I don't have anything to lose anymore, you know get out of town, and who cares what happens now. But Natalie decided she would suck it up. I guess it was sort of uh, at Roxy's behest to, to, to go and, and see John. Mm-hmm. And that probably Well, I think that was the, yeah, that was the kicker. <laughs> that probably wasn't the best thing. Uh, well, timing is everything. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, to walk in on... Um, on John and Marty kissing, I think kind of sealed the deal of what was going on in her mind. So it, that's, I think that was the, the icing on the cake. Meanwhile, across town, Jessica is slowly starting to get back to, what are we in? 2010. I had to, to look at a calendar. So what brings, <laughs> what brings about uh, Jessica's sort of return to uh, the present? Um, uh, well, she, um, goes to Christian's apartment, um, Mm -hmm. looking, or hoping to find Christian after he sees, after she sees, pardon me, she sees, um, him propose to Layla, because she kind of feels that she doesn't know what to do, so she goes over to see him, and Ford ends up answering the door, and Ford had kind of given her attention and kind of flirted with her last time they were together, and uh, I think that she's just thinking that she doesn't want to be alone, and maybe if she stays at Christian's place that he'll show up and she will get to speak to him and talk some sense into him. So um, she meets up with Ford, and he ends up kind of seducing her, and they have a, a, a physical moment. And uh, <laughs> she thinks that um, she... She hallucinates that he's Mitch Lawrence because she's finally dealing with the trauma that he tried to rape her and uh, kind of freaks out, or not kind of, definitely freaks out, and uh, leaves him. And then everything, and then her memory comes back to her. And then she runs to see Brody because she loves him. Thanks a lot, Natalie. (laughs) 
But and on the back on the other side of town, uh, Brody is not exactly where I guess we would expect him to be, and that's uh, I guess he isn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so well, he is at his place. <laughs> just, he's just it's my sister. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, she just wanted to say goodbye and get a ride to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was all That's, innocent. She did, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> and then when she got there, he was drunk and all like, oh, sad over Jessica, and she was all sad over John. So, so when I know. run into people that are sad, I, you know, I buy them a latte or a chocolate bar, or I take them out for a dinner. I Natalie, Natalie's a really good friend, you know? Like, she's a really... <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Of and beyond. So, for me, a guy, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she was sad about not getting her man, and he's sad about not getting his woman. And so, I don't know, instead of getting a ride to the airport because he was drunk, he, she decided to join him in drinking, and you know what happens after that. No. Drink. Why don't you tell us? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> letting you off easy, Melissa. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't do it. It wasn't me. Um, she sleeps with Brody. Oh, my or Brody God. sleeps with her, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> oh, the drama. Yeah, yes. it's ridiculous. It's horrible. I know, I know. But, you know... You were off doing something you shouldn't have been doing, too, so there you go. I thought I was 17, okay? I thought I was 17. I made a mistake. Whatever. I thought my life was over. Yeah. Well, we're going to let the two of you. I know. When the writers write better words for me than just, yeah, then then you'll get (laughs) (laughs) We're going to let the two of you stew about this and see if uh, Melissa can explain Natalie's actions or justify them, perhaps, when we come back from the break. So stay tuned. This is getting uh, really juicy. Stay tuned for more Soap Central Live after the break. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'm pleased to say that I don't have to explain sleeping with anybody who I shouldn't have. But that's not the same for my guest this Somebody week. else does, though, and her name is Natalie, <laughs> a.k.a. Melissa. Nope. <laughs> Melissa, you were trying ever so delicately uh, to sort of explain what was going through. Let me try another phrasing of that. We were trying to explain what Natalie was thinking uh, when she and Brody sort of commiserated with each other. Well, I think... I think the point, though, I don't think Natalie was thinking. I think that it, it was very, it was a very spontaneous moment, basically coming from the lowest place she could be. You know, in her mind, she had basically not only humiliated herself with uh, this man that she's in love with, but not just with him, but also of his girlfriend, which maybe would be the whole town. You know, her sister is, you know, five and. Um, has no connection with her and doesn't want to have anything to do with her anymore. And it's just kind of, you know, her husband's dead. What? Her sister's five? I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you feel about that one? Anyway. And <laughs> I mean, don't just slip in, you know, a little, like, you know, it was good. Jessica and think, I'm not going to notice, okay? <laughs> anyway. So, um, you know, she pretty much feels, you know, everything's done. She's moving to London, and, um, you know, she she wasn't really thinking. It wasn't it wasn't a, a set-out plan by any means, and she was just seeking, I think, the, the comfortness of, of what happens when you drink a lot. Um, <laughs> that seems enough, again, what happens when you drink a lot. If every time I drank a lot, I don't know, I, that's... I'm sorry. I'm giving you a hard time. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't beat me up. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you up for a long time when really I should be going down and smacking the writers right in the face. <laughs> no, it's good. It'll be great. Sorry. Continue. It's going to be awesome. Lori's going to muzzle me over here. <laughs> and, of course, at the end of today's show, uh, for those who haven't yet watched, we're not going to give away too much, but there's a dramatic sort of face-to-face moment that uh, between Natalie and John. Yes, yes. Um, so after all is said and done and she thinks everything's over and it's just time to go to London and suck it up and, and enjoy some time with her brother uh, or her brothers, um, she gets to the airport and lo and behold, John's there and they, uh, they, they find each other's gaze. So let's just and who assume. knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> let's just assume we're, we're not going to give away any story points for, for folks out there who are listening. But as soap fans, we all know that no secret stays a secret for too long. So mm-hmm. without giving anything away, let's just assume that Jessica finds out about everything that's happened. 
this is going to, ooh, gosh, I can't even find the words, but it's going to really be hard for, for Jessica and Natalie to get past this, I would think. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, Bree hasn't gotten past it, so <laughs> let alone but with I, And Jessica. I've known about it for a while. No, um, I think, you know, it's a great story. It really, really is. When I heard about it, I was like, that's genius. It kind of is. We have two sisters that love each other so much, and they've been through so much, and it just seems like the second they get their relationship sorted out, and they want to be so close, and like, you know, I think that they really miss each other when they're fighting, and they miss each other when they when they can't, you know, talk to one another. So, uh, and to and to have a, yet another obstacle between them. And such a, yeah. it was such a, you know, although I give Melissa a hard time about it, it really was wrong place at the wrong time and, you know, kind of innocent, but not, you know, like it's, it's going to, it's going to probably really hurt John and it's probably, it's, it's definitely really going to hurt Jessica. You know, for Jessica, these are the two most, two most important people in her life right now, you know, they're like the center of her universe, her sister, who's like her best friend and, you know her boyfriend, who she, you know, before she lost her memory, was going to start a life with, like, started, you know, begin her life with. And she hadn't she hadn't felt that way about anybody since Nash, you know. And I, that's, I know it doesn't seem like a long time ago, but in soap time, that was a long time ago. That was, like, ages ago. So for her to give her heart to somebody else and to have that happen, it's just going to be, it's going to be good soap stuff. Good yes, story. it will. We gotta hug it out, Melissa. <laughs> I know we do. We have to hug it out big time. <laughs> it, it, it seems, though, that uh, in this discussion between the two of you, that Bree, you're getting a free ride here because Jessica was having some issues. But what do you mean free ride? What do you mean I'm getting a free ride? Well, you know, oh, as always, Jessica gets a free ride because she's sick. She's got split personality. She thinks she's 17, but Natalie, who's horrible and has no freaking problems, were you always get present when I when I mentioned the whole electroshock therapy, father raping, and being shot all in like one night. Give the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're lucky that I can string together coherent sentences, you know, rather than like be faithful to my boyfriend. Jeez. Whatever. Wow. Poor Jessica. <laughs> I think that it it works so well on screen because the two of you obviously have such great chemistry, and I I don't Thank think you. that it would have been able to uh, to be pulled off. Uh, again, maybe I should have chosen another different, <laughs> considering what we're talking about, maybe different <laughs> choice of words. But uh, I, I think that, that that has to play something into it. I think that the fact that they do love each other so much and the fact that they, you know, they, they do really, really care for one another and really want that, I mean, and do have a strong friendship, that it, it hurts all of them all the more when you, when you have that kind of closeness and then for something like that, especially that, to... Um, come between, Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I, you know, I hear fans complain a lot about, um, you know, when something really dramatic happens to a character that they don't really care about or, or a relationship that isn't quite developed yet. And I think in this case, that's what makes the story so, that's what's going to make the story so great because these are two characters that have been mm. on, you know, on the canvas for a long time. Oh, yeah. Played by me and Melissa, and this is a this is a relationship that I think the fans really really care about. I mean, frankly, yeah. I've heard people say that they care about what Melissa and I feel about each other in real life. I heard a fan rumor say that we don't get along in real life or something like that, and people were concerned that Melissa and I weren't like friends. Did you care about that, Melissa? No, not at all. 
Yeah, I know. No, I didn't hear about that. Scared. I was like, I love her. How can you say that? She's awesome. She's in my room yeah, next absolutely. to me when she's lost. When, she, when I'm working and Melissa isn't working, I feel lost. I, just, I know. It's so oh, awful. You know, I have nobody to lunch with. It's awful. No, we, you, no, you mentioned the fans. We have a, a Twitter comment that's come in here. That's always exciting. Uh, there, well, it's two and one, but let's start with the first one. For either of you, since you've been on the show, has there anyone either who's on the show now or uh, who's been on the show but left that you didn't really get a chance to work with that you wished you had? Um, from Pam in St. Louis. Oh, no, Pam. I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> hey, I know. I'm trying to think. Well, while you're thinking, let me ask another quick question. It's of my own. Uh, Brie, you just had the opportunity to film one of these, uh, I guess it's a mash-up. I don't know exactly what the real term is, where ABC is putting characters from the different soaps together into uh, a box and sort of seeing what happens. And you uh, were able to film with Dominic Zampronia. Yes, yes, a fellow Canadian. I didn't even think of that. Now, he was a guest on the show a couple of weeks back, uh, and was just as entertaining as, as the two of you. So I can imagine this must have been really, really interesting. Oh, it was really fun. You know, I had never, ever met him before. And I think the first thing that, because he had kind of a rough day the day that we had to shoot, you know, General Hospital. He's, you know, obviously working tons there. And um, he had to shoot in the morning before. And then he had to shoot back at General Hospital after we were done. So when he showed up, I was like, I first saw him, I was like, oh, thank God you're here. And the first words out of his mouth was like, is that sarcastic? So I was like, ooh, this is going to be a fun day. We <laughs> had each other for the whole day, which was really, really great. And actually, um, his wife is pregnant, too. So I'm pregnant, and his wife is pregnant, and we're both from Canada, so we had tons to talk about. He's a very, very nice guy. I really enjoyed working with him. Well, and speaking of tons to talk about, I feel like we could continue talking forever, but if you can believe it, we're out of time. Oh, no. We have no. to tell you one thing. Sure. Uh, I would love to work with Snoop Dogg. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, you're the cutest girl in the whole wide world. That's awesome. <laughs> we, we will have to tune in to see what is going to happen with this, ooh, this uh, doozy of a storyline. I want to thank both of you, Melissa and Bree. Thank you so much for dropping by the show. I hope that you enjoyed your time on the show. We did. Thank you for, thank you for bringing Definitely. us. Definitely. And, of yeah, course, thank you very much. Uh, uh, you're welcome to come back at any time. And, of course, I want to let everyone know to be sure to tune in to One Life to Live every weekday on ABC. And if for some reason you can't catch a show during the day, you can always check it out in primetime on SoapNet or online at abc.com. If you missed any part of today's show or you just want to listen to uh, Melissa and Bree go at each other again, you can go to the archives at socentral.com slash radio, and there you can stream or download every episode of Soap Central Live. Until then, I'm Dan Kroll, and I'll see you back here again next week for another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.